Feel like the everyday chaos is getting to be too much? Head on over to winninggym.com slash BAP and we can help you there. Join our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator program for quick wins for your gym. Check it out. You deserve it. Now back to the show. You are listening to the Built to Grow podcast, delivering the knowledge in all things fitness business. We help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Engston. All right. Welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Tim Lyons, in studio today, as always. Randy, the quarterback of quantitative analysis, Angston. <laughs> also a special Whiskey Wednesday guest. This is our first repeat guest that we've had. Rick Mayo's in the house. How you doing, Rick? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back. Yeah. Act two, huh? We had to, man. We this did. is one of our top episodes, the first Whiskey Wednesday, and then we did another Whiskey Wednesday with Amanda. Yep. She did not know what hit her, okay? So right. a couple episodes ago. And actually, this is being recorded on a Wednesday, yeah, I can only be here on Wednesdays from now on. It's very inconvenient, but I'm happy yeah. to do it. Yeah, for so, you guys, anything for you guys. So we've got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. I think we've talked for the last hour about all kinds of stuff. So we're going to try to filter what we talked about in the other room, bring it in here and, and give you guys the goodies in here. So, yeah. so Rick's made some big moves recently. I want to definitely would talk about that. Great, but, love but, to. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. But Okay. <laughs> We'll drive that point Sounds home. Good. It's your show. I'll do, I'll do what you want. You just tell no, me. Absolutely. Let's talk about Alloy. I know we kind of teased about it in the uh, in the last time you were here, yes. but you've made some big things happen, some big milestones. Where are we at today with the Alloy brand? Yeah, no, listen, I appreciate it. We have officially pivoted from a licensing model to a franchise. Which so is? We're, um, yeah, it's a, listen, licensing is sort of franchise light, if you will. Uh-huh. I think the big difference, because everyone asks, like, what's the difference between the two? And a license is really franchise light. But the big difference is you're, you go, you fly behind other people's banners. So you sort of power the business, but you're not the business, right? And so there's some good things about licensing, meaning we can put it anywhere we want. The challenge is that you can't control it at all. So mm-hmm. if one of you guys asked me, hey, I want to go see an alloy facility, depending on where you went, it would look drastically different because it's sort of right. being cherry picked for the best parts, sure. right? And that's good in some cases, but we feel like the best vehicle for what we have moving forward. And honestly, to give our our customers and our partners the best option for success is to put it in franchise structure. Okay. So franchise structure, they can actually put alloy on the door. Absolutely. Controlling as many variables as possible. Okay, so let's let's define what alloy is because there's going to be some listeners like, what the hell are you talking about, Tim? Who's this Rick guy, right? Yeah. So alloy, we know about it very there well. Is. No, It's <laughs> very disappointing, but no. I guess it's possible. Yeah. Yeah, it is possible. There are right. more than people than, than there's know. There's more than 100 people that listen to this? <laughs> yes. Like, all right. All right, so alloy as a brand is going to be what? It will be... A personal training business franchise targeting 50 and up. Active aging. Active Active aging. aging. That's kind of a derogatory term. We've really been kicking around like, is there any alternative terms? Because that's something that no one wants to hear that. Like, I'm going to be in that age bracket pretty soon, (laughs) sadly. And I don't like active aging. Like, I still like to think so. They've talked about active living, this and that. But forget about like the technical term right now. We know and you guys know, because you're sitting on a very similar model to what we've had for Mm -hmm. all these years, right? is that the people that can afford to pay for personal training, which by the way, their their lifetime value is much higher, they stay forever, and yeah. they're better customers overall typically, are people in that age bracket. Sure. So we're just going to what we've been able to service well and what we've known that we've earned a good deal of revenue on over time. Mm-hmm. And that's what the franchise is all about. So it's essentially small group personal training. Okay. So it's, it's sort of a one to six coach to client ratio. We can still make the brand promise of personal training. And we do it really well. And we've got tech to support it and everything else is built in. It's about as turnkey as you can get. Beautiful. Yep. That's exciting, man. Thank we you. Just talk, we, and we just talked about that in a uh, recent episode about making the transition into small group and bringing that model into a gym. And, the very last to, episode. Yeah. yeah we kind of dissected the what's out there right now, the class-based model, the large group. You've got the, the one-on-one coaches. you got the big box, whatever. And then you got this kind of middle ground, small group training. And we, that's where we've fallen into mm-hmm. as our bread and butter. And you're making the whole franchise that, which is great. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm taking what you guys are talking about and what you know intuitively is a differentiator and just going all in there. You know, I always use that that Gretzky thing about, hey, skate. Gretzky was great because he didn't skate where the puck was. He skated where the puck was going. And if you look at where the puck is, yeah, you remember that? <laughs> so I think I've used that like a few times. So it's a whiskey, it, but 
Right. If you're going where the puck is, if you're going to skate where the puck is going, do you want to be the 37th guy out with a hit franchise, you know, or our boot camp business? I would say no. That coupled with what we know from running these models and all the folks that we both work with, Mm -hmm. the ones that are most successful and and are the highest revenue earners that are in the game for a while are all servicing people in this category, right? And they're all doing it with personal training. Yeah. Yeah. We found that out a while ago when we did some numbers, right? And we talked about on the last episode, where are the clients that are staying the longest, paying the most in that, I'm going to call it older, older demographic, 50 to say 70, right? And we've mm-hmm. got clients that have been here for five, six, seven, eight years in that group and they love it and we love them. And it's just a great business model to stand on versus the turn and burn of the team training. And all, you know, and we had Amanda on and she talked about the Orange Theory turnover. It's about seven months with her. We thought it was less. I asked her, I thought I heard it was three months. Kind so of the ab- average client turns over in seven months. Seven months. Seven months. Yeah. In those, yeah. So when you think about this, like customer acquisition cost for us, you know, from marketing to, to the door, it's about 500 bucks. Okay. That's probably yeah. too high. Like I would admit that's high. We're in a market like you guys, it's saturated, it's yeah. busy, it's expensive. So if you're going to pay $500 to get a new customer in the door, and you're going to get them for seven months at 150 a month, which would be an average price for a brand like that, right? Or would you want them at 38 months at $370 a month? That's I mean, it's like, listen, yeah. I know it's everybody wants to chase the sexy latest fad and be on the front edge of what's going on. But I would tell you that that, to me, that's not the front edge. That's where things are already happening. I don't want to go there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, let's talk about, uh, let me play devil's advocate. Both sure. you gentlemen have owned fitness facilities and obviously still actively do. I don't, but if I were to look at what you guys have been able to build and and where you are today versus where you started, one thing both of you know very, very well is not only your avatar client, but the avatar problem. And Tim and I, we've talked about that as Mm -hmm. opposed to just your avatar client. What does that mean? What did you guys Well, like the solution to the problem that you provide as opposed to just the individual that you think is your ideal target. Yeah. You know, your avatar client, male to female changes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, the solution that you provide is the same thing for both of those. So you can define your avatar problem that you bring or solution that you bring to the table. Is going your avatar client might be male and female, and mm-hmm. it's a little bit. Could that avatar be an age bracket? Uh, without a doubt, okay. and, and you guys have defined that, and that's what what I was kind of trying to lead to, right? Like, over how long have you had? When was North Point? When did North Point start? Well, if you really want to know, I mean, Andy, come on, you know, let's like, let's take it back. He, he, this um, is gonna make him feel real. It was nice, actually right? Good Bodies at one point. <laughs> good Bodies. So yeah, I'm not that, gonna break that, out any stats just yet. But well, let's break out the photos because do you still have that tattoo though with the Good Bodies tattoo? I do. It's on my lower back. Yeah, which yeah. I was way ahead of the game. Like I was skating where the puck was headed when I got a tramp stamp. <laughs> then everybody got him. <laughs> So ask him to see his, uh, his good body tattoo. Okay. Yeah, that was, that was the, the Freddie Mercury days. Mm-hmm. So sweet. Mm-hmm. The first 20 franchisees to come on board also get original good bodies, <laughs> tramp stamp tattoos <laughs> included with the franchise. Guys, tattooed at no extra cost. That's mm-hmm. so awesome that you offered that just to our listeners. Exa- yep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just, just for, this is a built to grow, no, uh, special only. Exclusive, exclusive. Exclusive to this episode. Man, we've already lost all of our listeners. It's a no, they're tuning in right Sam now. DS, Sam Diaz. Sam Diaz. Yes, we need to do yep. Sam, Sam's yep. review. I would like Sam episode. to take me up on that offer first. He's probably a good candidate. Sam yeah. Diaz. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, just <laughs> we guys. Yeah. Just, if you guys don't know but her, look her up. Reason I was asking, right, is it takes time to understand and really hone in on the person yeah. and, and the solution that you provide to the marketplace. Both of you got you open gyms, not really knowing like definitively the end user that was going to be the one that actually you wanted to hone in and transition into now at this point, your next brand or or that that franchise model. Now, what kind of led to that? Like how is it just the fact that it was those people that you saw kind of catering to over time? Yeah. Was it it the marketplace? Yeah. Yeah. So for us, when I opened, I was 29 Mm -hmm. and I was like, I want to train all the young people, athletes. I just, that's what, I wanted to train. It appealed to you. Correct. But when we opened the doors, that wasn't the people coming in. I mean, I obviously didn't know marketing back then. People that were coming in were a little older. I'm like, uh, yeah, that's cool. You can have a membership too. And you get a membership too. And then and then over Jeez. time, <laughs> now we have had a lot of celebrities we talked about come in yep. and become members and stuff. And, that's, and we can talk about that in another episode. But what stayed over time was that 
older demographic and he, you know, I'm 40 now, but it was 40 and over and they were staying with us. And we still have clients today that sign up at our grand opening in 2009 that are here today. I mean, they just fit that older demographic, right? And that's the ones that we want to train. They're the ones paying the bills and they're the ones that are going to keep the business flourishing. So we changed, right? We thought yeah, we yeah. thought we were going to be getting all these type of people and then these people came in and then we just switched and that's our marketing going t- towards that older demographic and it works great. That was yeah. learned in the process. Absolutely. Oh, it yeah. wasn't a decision. You you weren't Equinox saying, hey, I'm going to put big, beautiful naked on, on my but photo the difference and, and only is, try to attract Yeah, that. but the difference is what Rick's doing is he already knows this now and he's decided to go all in Correct. from the beginning. Yeah. But it took how many years to figure that out, right? Yeah, three so, decades nearly. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a quick learner, <laughs> you could say. But I think the natural thing is for a younger trainer is like, let's train super shredded athletes young. or really fit people. Yeah. yeah. But that's Which, not the people that would need our help. And that's, no. that's the conversation, right? So like the premise behind the podcast initially is built to grow. All right. So it's a business focus. If you gave advice to somebody who was in that position looking to open a gym or maybe new to their gym and maybe in a position where you started and you had your ideal situation laid out, how do you go through a transition like that? How do you decide that, you know what, the clients that I'm serving, I have a greater opportunity to serve more people, to serve the people that who need me the greatest, because that's the people that are resonating with what you're offering, as well as you're gonna make more money. And be in business longer. And be in business longer. I think that's where it starts. Like, I don't, I don't know about you guys, I know you feel a lot of calls, but for me, we figured it out on our own and then mm. we start taking these calls and I, I would get calls from the strength coach of a professional football team who's got an, a very impressive educational background who also owns a, a sports conditioning facility right on the mm. side isn't making any money and he's like i need to make money i'm like here's your crowd and yeah. it's like i know this wasn't what you thought you would be training lo and behold you talk to him three years later they've made the transition right and they're killing it and that involves like taking jerseys down from the walls and rebranding and making it more friendly and Right. But that pays the bills. So like you can have your side hustle with athletes, but if you want to make 50 grand a month, you're going to have to work with adults. Does it removing the ego? Removing? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why we, we typically don't get people to that point until they've figured it out on their own. And then they're like, Hey, I'm not making any money trying to service this. Um, and it's like, well, yeah, go figure. Like we get it. Right here's where you need to go. And usually they're pretty receptive to it because sure. they're, they're basically they're asking like, they're in pain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. And I looked at, when I was looking at general fitness and general population, I was looking at the, I, and I did this fairly early was the biggest piece of the pie is general population. It's not the bodybuilders who's like 4%. It's not crossfitters for us. That's the high end athletes, which is whatever, six to 10%. It's everybody else. And mm-hmm. if I'm going to be in business longer, I need to have the most clientele availability. And so that's how we made the transition. Now, do we get some athletes? Sure, absolutely we do. Sure. And we oh, get, yeah. and you just saw out there earlier, we had a bunch of young kids out there training young athletes, the, yep. like 10-year-old to 15. And well, let's face it, like it's from a, we don't talk a lot about it's built to grow for a business, but we don't talk a lot about the technical side of it. But if you really look at like the, the literally the training itself, it's basically training for athletes dumbed down or regressed scaled. would be a better word, scaled for adults. Right. It's the same thing. Like you're doing the same things you did in college. Right. If I asked you what your workout was, it would be a version of what you did when you played college football. Sure. Would it not? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Same Same thing for you. Right. And we kind of broke it down. We sort of broke that down in the, when we discussed the model and small group Tim went through his kind of movement patterns, movement patterns and how you can top down kind of, and you actually, he gave you a lot of credit Mm -hmm. to kind of showing him that way when he visited you initially. Yeah. And it made sense because he was a college high yeah. level college athlete. So for him, it's like, Hey, at the end of the day, everyone does push, pull, right? <laughs> Hip knee does some core. And maybe that's changed a little bit with the spinal health issues that we, especially in this population we're talking about, right? Like, yeah, don't do a lot of spinal flexion, maybe do a met finisher to get your heart rate up and go home. Like at the end of the day, we're Nailed all it. doing a version of that, right? What, what, who are we looking at? What Everybody. Well, all 25 that are ever going to see us on YouTube, but to those listeners, Guys, if you listen to this last podcast and you're listening to this podcast, understand the importance of the conversation being had right now. Do you not like verbatim? Like we didn't bait Rick into this conversation. Rick this, this is literally, what you literally about. almost exactly. word yep. for word. Yep, what it. we drove home last week. I listened How to the podcast <laughs> and then I just regurgitated. <laughs> it hasn't even it's not even Wait, out yet. Well, right? well, yeah, hold on. Does, does that ever happen to you guys? Because you, I mean, I, I love the podcast. By the way, I think it's yeah. great. It's really Thank well you. done. I think it's got a good reach, man. I love where you guys are headed. 
Does that ever happen to you guys? This was a question I had coming in. Does stuff from the podcast and from what you guys are doing, because you're putting out good content, does it get knocked off? Just yep. be honest. Absolutely. Yep. All right, how do you, how, all right, I'm curious. How do you guys feel about that? Like, what's your take on it? Because it, it certainly happened to us, but I want to hear what you it, guys It think. aggravates me in the beginning. It? it aggravates me, and then I'll bring it up to everybody, and everybody gets pissed for like seven ten, seconds, ten, <laughs> 10 minutes, and then we'd move on. Because we, as soon as I start looking at what everybody else is doing, I'm forgetting about what I should be doing. Yep. And, and I've forced myself to put the blinders on. Kelly's like, get the damn blinders on. Yeah. You're like, dude, yeah, screw someone, that, yeah. dude. Yeah, word for word, our stuff gets knocked off all the time. How do you feel about the statement that mockery is the greatest form of flattery? That's the only thing that makes me feel good about it. Does it? Yeah. That's good. Like if I say, if somebody's knocking me, I feel like, because uh, I know how hard it is to create original content, original plays, original everything. And for somebody just to kind of take your stuff, word, word, but word for word, it kind of, it, it hurts a little bit. It does. And I'm like, but whatever. I go with the abundance mindset too. Like yep. there's going to be enough for everybody around here, but we, we talked about this earlier like, a little bit. Up. Like it's really good to approach any situation thinking that everyone's doing their best and they're not trying to do anything to harm you. Right. Yeah. And, sure. and I think ultimately that's probably correct. Most of the time, most it's of easy the to jump to conclusions, Sure, but you're going to be healthier and feel better if you don't jump to that conclusion. Right. Right. So, yeah. and I see that too. So I baited you guys with the question. <laughs> yeah. I see some of we, your stuff, you we, know, we in, in other forums and other places. Um, and I think it's a huge compliment. Like, I'm proud of you guys when I see it, Thanks, man. but, I, but it. I get why you would feel that way. So it's interesting, but that's a really good take. And I think that's for anybody listening in too. like, if you own a gym in a local market and you just drives you nuts at the guy down the street, like literally pulls your ads down and puts his graphics on it and all that. <laughs> he's like behind the, you. He's behind he's you. Behind and you. if we have that in our market, so we change our model and the guy down the street starts marketing something that is directed at the members that are going to be leaving our gym. And it's like, I kind of laugh at it like it's savage, but I like it. Like I get it. Like mm -hmm. I would do that if I was in that spot, if I was playing second fiddle, right? But, I, know but that, I don't mean that derogatory. But, but he's like, marketing after the clients that are leaving your gym because you're changing your model. Correct. That's totally different than somebody just taking what you're running and running it themselves. That's correct. Yeah. That's way different. Because I've had gyms close in the area and I would straight up target a one mile radius around their gym. Is your gym closing? And I'll put a picture of the gym. They're closing. I mean, what, what are they yeah, going to do? there's nothing wrong with that. But yeah. he, They're like, closing. But it's not like I took their name or took... Here's... I've said something on this podcast, and then literally a month later, I'll see it in an email directed at marketing to me because I am the gym owner. I am the client for the other person. Mm -hmm. Or like our event page. This is something. We ran... Doing the Scottsdale event, right? I mean, you like helped me decide to do that, which is awesome. I put together a funnel with a sales letter right in the funnel. And then I get an email with the exact stuff that is in my funnel or if you're my sales page in the email and on the funnel. I'm like, it's written in essentially written in house. Like I you, wrote it. It wasn't like it came from a copywriter right. that's doing no, it for I wrote a bunch it, of people. I wrote it out of my head one exactly. night. I gave it to you. I'm like, dude, I just wrote this yep. letter, put it in the funnel. And he, now it's being marketed back to me. It's whatever. I mean, so I'm um, scarcely being so deeply rooted in mindset, right? I don't care about our competition. I don't pay attention to the competition. I'm all about an abundance based right. mindset. I believe that there's enough clientele for everybody, but I'm a big proponent and I can understand for the same reason that I'm huge in coaching. And personally, I have paid for coaching aside from business, aside from whatever, my own life. Obviously, we're proponents for coaching when it comes to business because that's something that we've hit Tim through you, through others, have accelerated his growth through. You go to a coach and you pay them to learn from them. But I still believe in the third kind of the, the distant one of stealing like an artist. There's a great book called Steal Like an Artist. But the idea is, and we could talk to the Russell Brunson methodology of the funnel hacker and things like that. There is a mass and people need to understand this. There's a difference between looking at a process, looking at something and understanding the premise behind it versus plagiarism and copying. And that's where I draw the line. You want to have integrity, then do it right. You want to do it lazy and think that you're going to get ahead by doing exactly what somebody else has done, then take and steal from them. That's the definitive. So do I pay attention to them? Hell no. Because the second I take my eyes off of what's in front of me, I've lost and they get power. But at the end of the day, do I not conscious, am I not aware of the fact that somebody's taking literally word for word some of the things that we say or all of, it's the industry we're in. 
marketing. You're talking to the fitness level. I don't, the podcast is one thing. We're giving away value. We're not making money off of this directly. We're, We're not. giving this. <laughs> well, yeah, that. Oh, oh, about that. The check. You gotta. Oh, you gotta yeah. go. That, you gotta oh, go. Yeah. Whose signature? But ultimately, give away as much value as possible. Right. Like we're here doing that. If somebody else feels that they can get ahead by doing the same thing, literally using the same verbiage that we're saying, must be some good verbiage. You mind if I knock some things off? You can do whatever you want, man. Yeah, I'm a creative lapse right now. Maybe I could just steal some (laughs) stuff. Do you mind? You could steal whatever. Since you guys are really nice about it, I figured I would give it a whirl. So giving. Appreciate it. It's easier to just copy somebody. Just do that. But is it right? Good advice out there, kids. You hear that? <laughs> copy. Copy the person next to you in middle school and just yeah. keep going. Here's a qu- question for Rick. Like, where, we're going to flip this, right? Yep. We talked about that. But where do you see, because this is a big question, like, where's the industry going? Because I've seen some people talking about some group trainings going away or you're going to small group only or whatever. Like, what is large group training going away? I mean, what do you think? Hey guys, as you know, at Built to Grow, we're all about systems and scalability. And that's why I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Semi-Private Pro. Several years ago, I was in our gym looking around and I noticed our coaches were staring at their clipboards, struggling to stay one step ahead of the clients. And I thought, gosh, there has to be a better way. So I tasked Zach, our fitness director, and I said, dude, we got to find a software that would enhance our clients' training experience and increase our coaches' levels of engagement. See, we're all about client experience here. After countless demos, we realized there was literally nothing designed for our training model. So we set on a mission and I said, look, we got to create an app that is designed specifically for semi-private training. And I can tell you guys this firsthand, this is taking our training to new heights and I'm confident it can do the same thing for you. See, with Semi-Private Pro, you can streamline your training system, enhance client engagement and scale like never before without spending hours on programming. To learn more about how you can get started with Semi-Private Pro, head on over to special link here, semiprivatepro.com slash BTG, that's built to grow. So just head on over real quick to semiprivatepro.com slash BTG to check out a demo for yourself. I don't think it's going away. I just think there's something happening to it, right? So I think if you want to make money with it, it's going to be more difficult. So this is my take on it, right or wrong, and time will tell, right? I think there's some commoditization, for lack of better terms, and I've heard that term thrown around 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 group training before, but it looks a lot like Group X looked like in the 80s, right? So there used to be standalone group exercise studios that would be like, when we say Les Mills, I mean, they do a great job. You know, you put Group X in your gym, mm-hmm. but people used to monetize it, right? As its so, own business. Yeah. You think about like Jazzercise as a standalone, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's still around, barely, but there were group exercise studios that you paid a pretty penny to go to, right? And they just did that. And then because they were popular, then the large gym models jumped on board, not unlike what's going on with group training now. Well, the large gyms, because they have struggled to create the same customer experience, they go after it as a value proposition. And we're going to give it to you. Yeah, well, we're going to charge, like right now, it's some of the the more progressive gyms are doing it for like $25, plus $25 a month. Well, yes, it's not in four walls and it doesn't have the same experience, but the workout itself is just as good. And what they're doing is then they're they're bringing that pricing anchor down for everyone, they're right? Under, undercutting the market. Undercutting the market. And again, it's not a standalone studio, but it's still, they're not then losing members that would go to a standalone studio. Because in the past, it's like, okay, I'll yeah. keep membership here. I'll go join this place. It's like, well, geez, they have kind of the same thing for $25, so I'll just do it here, right? And then over time, as those guys compete for group training, you're going to see the price come down. And eventually, it's going to be baked right into the membership, just like group exercise. You're probably going to have a group training room and everybody's going to do it and they're all going to advertise and it's going to be included with the cost of membership. When we like early talks with Planet, it's like, hey, we're going to do it for our black card membership price, which is $21. We're going to do group training. We're like, oh, it's not going to be any good. Well, is it not? I mean, and to the average consumer, do they really know the difference? Like you do burpees there, you do burpees here. It's like, it's the same thing, right? So I think over time, because there's a lot of that product in market, what happens to the prices that's going to come down? And you're going to see the big clubs drive it way down. And so I'm not saying it's going away. I'm just saying it's going to be harder to monetize it. It's going to be harder to make money on it. I don't think the popularity so of it's going to be away. about customer experience, how you other things that you can bring to the table that a big box can't. Yeah. And, only, and that's to, only going to go so far because there's going to be a bunch of people leaning into that. And so I think when you're talking about classes, we'll just use the C word, if you will. So if we're talking about classes, 
I think there's only so much you can put. There's only so much lipstick you can put on that pig before you're just riding it into the ground, right? It's just gonna you're just gonna run out of. It's not gonna be in vogue, and the price and there's a lot of it in the market, and it's gonna, the market's gonna ride itself. So all I'm saying is there's two models that have worked forever. One is general fitness, where you just pay a membership to go somewhere, yep, rent been around trail. forever, right? Yep. Forty, fifty years. Coaching or personal training, been around forever, right? And then in the middle is this sort of these trends that pop up, like this group training trend and creating this experience around it. But everything has a life span, right? So what I see is that's going to stay. It may sort of get baked into this general membership, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't want to own a standalone studio that just did that for the long haul. Large group training. Large group training. Like boot camps. Correct. Yeah, yep. me neither. That's what we talk about, was, these layers, and we talk about small group training mm -hmm. as being your staple And it's product. a weird message right now because it sounds self-serving, right? Like, obviously, we're going all in on it. We're putting our money where our mouth is or our thoughts are by going to this franchise. So it sounds like I'm being self-serving by saying that, but I'm really not. I mean, it was sort of the other way around. Like, that was my opinion before, which sure. is why we went all in, right? And we saw it in all the gyms that we work with that are successful. They say the same thing. It's like, man, our large group is, like, slowly – dwindling over time well, they the try to burn points. clients but we know that based on like our that, own empirical data yeah i right. mean let's talk let's talk to the three things that we brought up last last episode here 10 months yeah for large, large 10 months for large group nine nine and 9.8 9.8 let's call it that's mood at that point right. and then orange theory is at seven so you're talking about one of the fastest accelerating models in the in the nation they've stuck the flag in I mean, they that is their yep. thing yeah so what we're saying, guys, their list are not following us. That's the average lifespan of a member in those models. They're going to stay 10 months. 10 months. Yep. Seven months at Orange Theory, about 10 months at our style mm -hmm. of training. And the average the stay for a personal training client, if you can get them to pay a little more, and it, it, again, that's going to... Stats. Are, are we going stats, stats. now? <laughs> All right, ready? You guys ready? 70% of the time, 100% of people are going to be happy 60% of their capacity. Talk about um, stats. Stats. No, it's... 38 months, right, is our average day. And we see that. So if somebody's going to pay more and stay longer, and I don't know if it's because they pay more. I mean, there's some data, some psychology sure, around sure. that. But that's where I'm going to go. I mean, that, that's it. And that's what we know and everybody to, we work with. Right? Like, make right. up, understand, like, you guys can have, and you both do, multi-layered yep. businesses. Not anymore. No, he's no been, you're he, moving. Yeah, yeah you're yeah, moving yeah, out of it. Blew ours up. Moving out we of went it. all in. Yeah, which is which is a beautiful thing though. But you again, so because, simple, because the, the data way. the data came back and says, hey, right, this isn't for us. Right, and then to speak to the people that are coming in the door, it makes the most sense yeah. for you. Lot, numbers don't lie. That's the beauty of data and stats. Well, going over the numbers here at our facility, talking to Zach, we've seriously considered getting rid of team training here. Right, because your line item of revenue that's driving your entire gym is basically what we're basing our franchise around, right? Yeah. That's why we're going there. Like 90% of our revenue in our ridiculously high revenue facility all came from small group personal training, which at that time was two to four. We tried a bunch of other numbers. You can go up to six if you don't have team training in there that you have to differentiate yep. it from, right? And you yep. go to six and you can still make the elevator pitch promise of, hey, they do classes, we do personal training, right, at that level. And we have all this tech built around it. We have an app where the coach comes in and pulls up their schedule, and there's six tiles in the app, tells them how to apply the programs specifically, Beautiful. work around injuries. It's like, it's personal training. It's just now less expensive, and yeah. now it's scalable, right? So I don't know, man. That would be my opinion, regardless if I was going this all in on this model or not. Well, but it's such a strong opinion. That's why we went all in. Yeah, yeah, but, but again, the numbers don't lie. Exactly. So, like, you could have an opinion, and that could be different than, like, you could be the guy who has either the ego or the desire to train a certain clientele. Right. And you could absolutely run a franchise model around what you want to be known for. Right. But, but you're, you're not. not putting franchisees in a position to have to go be you, the unicorn who's in their facility trying to do and attract their, your avatar client. No, you said, hey, this is the model, this is where it's the most lucrative to the demographic who's responding the greatest, getting the greatest results. Here we go. Let's go. Well, what's cool yeah, about your model? Yeah. Well, what's cool about your yeah, model? You just put in your sale. Just get that. We'll yeah, just go good. with that. Did you get yeah, that? Cool. Get that to Tony. <laughs> the cool thing about your model, Rick, is that it doesn't take a lot of square footage to run that. Yeah, we're talking about 2,500 square feet, yeah. right? That's, that's two pods, if you will. So that's essentially a pod is like a six coaches with one client sort of setup. So you're training 12 people at a time. Can you do that in 2,500? Yep. 12 that's, people. That's the way it's set up now. 
Yep. I guess you we've could. We've got several floor our, plans our laid old, out. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you think about your old place. Could you have trained 12 people yeah. in there? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Oh, Easy. In that one room that you had, yeah. you could have done it, which was smaller than that. Yeah. So we're 2,500 all in. You're talking about a couple of offices, right? Or a couple of restrooms, an office, and a storage slash laundry room. Are you going to do any showers or anything? Mm-mm. No? No. Most people are local. They're in and out. Okay. Yep. Love Easier it. to clean, right? Dude, I love it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's so a- simple. Compared to this, I mean, this is a beast. Yeah, I was just talking to one of our mutual friends that I won't name here, and they're sitting on the same model that you are, which was the model that we were sitting on, and that's probably why they're there, and they're doing really well, but they're like, the level of complexity to run what seems like the simplest gym ever, it's mind-boggling. Like, I don't think people understand how, how hard it is with all these different layers and how each one has its own unique needs on how to service it and how to follow up and retention models are different, man, you hack that down to just one. And I can tell you already, we've only been sitting on it for a couple of months. Now our women's facility that we opened three years ago, four years ago now, yeah, three years is, has been that model. And we learned a lot and it's so simple. Yeah. Your one, memberships one coach, are good, right? better, best, right? Yeah. That was six and one. And that's all we could put in there because it was 1500 feet. So you take another thousand square feet of exercise floor and now you can double down. Yep, you double it up. So what's the staffing plan look like for, for your new model? Um, you have a GM. So you have a manager who's in charge of sales and retention and basically everything has to do with the club. You've got an admin. And yeah. then you have coaches to cover the shifts, right? You can and, do morning, afternoon? Yep, with a downtime so, in the middle. So four total? Four total. Four total coaches? You could. And you could do it with less. Let's say the GM wants to be actively involved and maybe coach a few shifts. You could probably do three, three and a part gotcha. time. Something like that. So simple. Simple. Wash, rinse, repeat. Well, what's nice about it is you're taking the data from years and years of knowing, and we know, we see it. I see it here. Small group training is the driver for this entire business, and yours as well was. And, I mean, why not, right? Why not scale it down to just what you need to, to run small group training? And then we'll go all in, which is you're doing. So it's awesome. We know, know, like we've talked about it time and time again, it's 80-20 too. You know what I mean? Like the attraction to go build the 80% that's going to pay you 20% versus bringing in the 20% that's going to pay you 80 from an attraction standpoint, it's a no brainer. Mm -hmm. We can market for that for you. Oh yeah. yeah. No, I need a professional company that knows about marketing. Do you guys have anyone that you could refer me to? <laughs> Never. I am ever. lost. Uh-huh. Uh, she, she sounds <laughs> Anyone. Like, she sounds like a unicorn. Yeah, she does. Mm. Yeah. I wish I could help you, man. Sorry. Yeah, no, I'll, I mean, I'll you let just, you know if I find somebody well, that can do yeah, that. Yeah, just keep your uh, ears open ears and your eyes open. Right. See what you can find. You know you're going to get a bunch of... <laughs> hey, uh, I heard you're looking for a marketing company. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> right. Hey, scratch that. I've got, I've got it. Like, these are my boys. But seriously, though, let's talk about... One of the biggest things that comes up all the time is like, hey, we just lose clients as fast as we're bringing them in, right? So it leads us to believe that the retention is obviously an issue. Like, I'll tell you what we're doing, and I think you know, but like, let's talk about retention for a second. Like, what are the best things that you're seeing for retention? Yeah, I think um, there's a lot of things that go into retention, right? Overall customer experience. I think the latest thing that we've implemented, and it's like really a, there's two prongs to it. One we got from you which is a reward system, right? right? And there's so much. I mean, we could do an entire podcast just on retention, which might be a good idea at some point. But I think, I think rewards would be, yeah, yeah, go figure. Right um, I think rewards R- is- Rick's next visit. Right. Yep, yeah, next Wednesday, every Wednesday, would be a, rewards would be one way, one technique. And there's a couple of different rewards. Now, we got our structured rewards ideas and overall structure that we're using from you. So, I mean, I'd defer back to you. Just tell me what you guys are doing, you know, what you've built, for the rewards oh, program. Oh yeah, the re- the structured rewards what you're talking about is that we've we found early on is our clients aren't motivated by monetary things like a TV or an iPad or a, an Apple Watch or that doesn't they already have it, right? They like, can go buy it ex- anytime. Yeah. So, and it goes back to that book Drive where it talks about how people are motivated, employees are motivated, but our clients, we found our clients are motivated not by monetary value but by status. And status is what keeps them in engaged. And so what we did was we created these levels and I actually got this part of the rewards program from Frank. He had, he sent me all those cartoons. There's like, these are the different things based on visits. He, he's right. doing a little bit different than we are. So we created kind of a point system based around the things that we wanted our clients to do, sign in, book ahead of time, buy smoothies, just all the things that we wish they would do all the time. Now we're rewarding them for that and their behavior has changed and we give them levels and they brought it's so simple it's bronze 
uh, silver, gold, platinum. And then we go into the higher levels, which is Hall of Fame and Legend. I mean, at each level, they get a shirt, which they wear with pride because they can't buy the shirts. So they're not for sale at all. They're not for sale. You can't Love buy them. Yeah, that was, cool. that was kicker, yeah. right? Yep. You can't just go buy this shirt. Yep. yep. So they get big for referrals. They get big things. But but the really the what we found is, and we started this in January, so we are in, by the time this podcast comes out, it's October 15th. And I looked, just, you saw me out there, Randy. Mm-hmm. I was talking mm-hmm. to a client. He moved from uh, bronze to silver. He got a shirt. We took the picture, made a big deal. And I'm looking on the board and there might be a hundred and something clients that are on the board out there. Not one of them has canceled their membership with us. There's one girl, there's actually two girls that their husbands play for major league baseball, like the, the Yankees and stuff. They're not canceled. They're coming back because they live here, but they're on pause, but like they're still on the board, but we've had clients cancel. Of course, like this is part of the business. Uh, but nobody on the board is canceled. And that tells me mm-hmm. these people are engaged. So if I can get these, if I can get all of our clients on the board with the quotations, if you're watching this on YouTube quotations, then I know we're going to keep them. And that's what opened the door. Like my eyes were like, yes, we figured something out finally. Do we lose clients every month? Absolutely. Didn't people happen. move people. Yeah. But the ones that are, are engaged, they're not going anywhere and they love it and they get rewarded at each level. So at each level, they get a package. Obviously, the shirt's the base. Their picture's on the board. They, we actually move them. We take a picture and we post it in our private group. They get water bottles and backpacks and other cool stuff, smoothies, and, and they get referral cards to give like for free memberships to their friends and family, which helps us all just for being on the board. And it's all done automatically through Perkville through the Mind Body app, and it's, it's seamless. So that's, I would say, the biggest thing that we've done here at this gym. And it just happened, I mean, been in business 10 years now. So it took us nine years to figure this out. We just started in January, a rewards program, but based on status, not monetary, status. Hey, Tim Lance here. And I just want to give a quick shout out to everyone out there surviving the day-to-day chaos of the fitness business. You know, you're showing up every day and you got people counting on you. I know it's not easy, but you're doing it. So keep on going. But listen, if you feel like it's getting to be too much and you wanted to get some support so you can get out of the struggle and get into real growth, then I highly recommend that you check out our eight-week Profit Business Accelerator program at winninggym.com slash grow. Go check it out, sign up, and let's get you on track for some easy wins and get back to growth mode. All right, once again, the link is winninggym.com slash grow. And now back to the show. Yeah, I love it. So we did something similar. We took your structure. We added one more level of automation. So also tying mind body to Perkville, and then there's one more automation. And it's basically where the rewards can be redeemed. So instead of redeeming the rewards like in the gym only, yeah. right? It's like you can use them for Starbucks gift cards and movies. It's almost like credit card rewards. Like you can use them for stuff that you'll actually use that you like is kind of the idea behind it. But we took the same point system that you're using, right? And yeah. just essentially to anyone listening, heavily weight the behaviors because I really look at systematic rewards as a way to drive behavior in a positive way and reinforce good behavior, uh, reward the highest point levels to the behaviors that you value the most. And so obviously like a direct referral or a five-star Google or Facebook review, those type of things, right? So when you build out your rewards, you can automate it and then just really heavily weight the things that are very important to your business. You right. helped us kind of build that structure. So we were off and running. So I love it. Appreciate you guys for that, for coming up with that idea. And um, it's something that every business should do. I look at it as something that's going to move the needle. It's going to make the business a little stickier over time, right? Kicker. Yeah. Stickier. Yep. Exactly. It's going to be a (laughs) kickier, stickier. I like that. It's going to be a little bit (laughs) stickier over time. And that's good. I think it is going to move the needle a little bit. Now there's, I mentioned that there's like a two pronged approach to rewards, right? So for us, we think systematic rewards are like, just give you the right to even be in business. Like that's what you get at your ice cream shop and all. And I think we should all be doing that. Right. <laughs> Shame on me for not doing it before. Um, but it took you nine years. Nine it only years. took me 30. So like, yeah, we're just a hair behind you. Yeah. Um, but there's another type of rewards that, that we've implemented. Um, and we stole the concept from the Ritz Carlton, which as you know, is world renowned for their customer service and what they do for customer experience. Right. So the campaign is called surprisingly personable. And that's the term that we literally 
took from um, Ritz Carlton. Sure. And what it is is what we know from actual studies and science, scientific behavioral science and data. Um, the book Moments, I think, for anyone listening from Dan and Chip Heath is a great book. And in that book, they literally talk about the way to create what they call peaks and pits, right? And peaks are like these high points in your business, right? And pits are low points. And they've proven in studies that if you can create some, a really high peak, it will offset the pits in your business. So they did a study at Disney, right? They sent families to Disney for a week. They paid for it. And they said, listen, four times throughout the day for seven days in a row, we want you to rate on a one through 10 how you're – tell us what you're doing and tell us what your experience is. So as you can imagine, like, okay, I'm standing online with my kids. It's hot as crap. I'm yeah. waiting for the Harry Potter ride. I'm sweating yeah. my balls one. off. It's terrible. Sucks. That's a two or a one at most. Yeah. Right? And they try to do their best to come around and say, like, listen, We've there's a, there. a Disney <laughs> character that comes around and takes care of you. You're like, oh, you know, it's hot, right? So that's a one. But then later you're having ice cream with your kid. It's like, at you know, and then churros, a princess comes churros. by and, and that's a 10, right? And so what's interesting is by the – when the week is over, they can easily come up with an average score day over day, right? So the average score was right in the middle. It was like a five. By the time you added up all the peaks at high and pits at 10, yeah, it, was one, at like one. A, yeah, it was like a five, right? Okay. But if they asked the customers, like the final answer, after they had left, they gave them a few weeks to sort of gather their thoughts. And like overall, one through 10, how would you rate your Disney experience? It was all nines and tens. Yeah, sure. So there was proof there, scientific proof. It was a pretty big study that the peaks, if they're good enough, if they're really, really good, they'll outweigh the pits. Last, lasting memory. The, yes. the experience of the Which is interesting. Long term, not like, because this is the thing. You're not doing a survey at the end of the specific session that the client went through. Right. It's their exits. Right. And it's yeah. how, it's the tricks that your mind plays when there's a really, really high, sure. it will offset the pits. And, and so of- when you look at that through the lens of a normal business, we all have pits and peaks, right? Like we're trying to do a great job with everybody that comes in every single time. But listen, things happen. So there's going to be times when a towel's not like it should be or you know, maybe some you know, trainer's having an off day and that's going to be a pit, right? It happens. But the key is and what we have to remember is you should work really hard to create peaks. Now, piggybacking on that, if you look at what most clubs do in that or not clubs but businesses in that book they use the net promoter score as an example yeah and you guys know that's like a one through six it's a detractor right seven eight neutral yeah, seven eight neutral nine ten promoter right and a detractor with someone who's in your business but isn't happy probably mm-hmm. not speaking fondly of you so you wonder why they're still there but they are there's people in the middle and then there's your high levels right what most companies do is they chase around the squeaky wheel so they spend a lot of time energy and resources trying to make your one through fives maybe happy fix the problem fix the problem right and what they miss the opportunity and what they don't do is because they're spending all their time and resources here is they don't take their six seven eights if you will or seven eights and move them up the ladder right so they don't create enough peaks for their regulars because they're too busy chasing around the squeaky wheels trying not to piss people off or trying to catch people as they're one foot out the door well the interesting thing about the economics of that show that the low-end people are only going to move up so far you're rarely going to get somebody from a two to a ten they're not going to get there. So, and moving them up from a two to a five is marginally better. Yeah. But your six, seven, eights, if you can move them up to promoters, they're going to spend three times more on average in your business. So you just leave those guys alone. Haters going to hate, kind of thing, right? I mean, you can't. Haters going to hate. You're always going to have some. Well, and who some people are just ha- wired like that just, way. Exactly. Right? They're just you not can't happy. Fix every situation, right. but cater to those that are bought in. Haters, yeah, so what I would say, gonna haters going to hate. That's straight out of the ATL, by the way. <laughs> South, Chicago, yep. Hashtag. Haters can hate. Yep. Anyway, so the way I think about that is like, I've got people that come to my gym three days a week. They've been there five, 10 years. And I'm just like, oh, that's Tim. He comes in. He's never going to quit. There's Randy. We've been seeing him forever. You take him for granted. Yeah, you know, def- I hate to admit that, but you definitely do. do. Mm-hmm. So what you don't do is you don't go way above and beyond to create peaks for those people because you assume they're okay. So you spend all your time and energy worried about these people that are leaving in these squeaky wheels. And it's like, man, like, what about the person who's standing right in front of you who's a really good customer who's maybe on the fence? They're kind of blase. They've been there forever. They're maybe not reaching their goals right now. It's just the nature of the beast, right? How do you move them to promoter? That's what you should be spending your time and energy on. So, How do you do it? Right. So that's it. So it goes back to surprisingly personable. So here's what we do. We, we set aside a budget of $300 a month, right? It has to be spent. 
And the reason I say that is because believe it or not, even though you give somebody money to gift yep. clients, they won't spend it. Yep. It's just crazy. It's like, come on, so you, you guys. give the $300 to your it's team. It's a budget for our team that has to be spent month over month, 300 bucks, and it has to be spent on something that's surprisingly personable. What that means is, or what that's not is a birthday card. You're going to get that from your dentist, right? That's not surprisingly personable. Yep. So examples would be, you know, we have an older clientele. So maybe we have a client that left an iPod shuffle, the little tiny iPod, right? Mm -hmm. And they thought they left it at the gym. Nobody could find it. She couldn't find it. We don't know where it went. Doesn't matter. But what we did was we jump on Amazon. You buy a refurbished one for 30, 40 bucks. Next time she comes in, really sorry about it. Obviously, we couldn't load your music, but we just wanted to give this to give you. Give you this iPod shuffle. That's surprisingly personable. Huge. Right? That's huge. huge. That's the type of thing where people will take a picture of it. They'll post it on their Facebook page. And that person is never leaving your gym. Yeah. Ever, right? Great point. We've yep. talked about those promoters. We've talked about the importance of the people that are willing to buy into the message, to continue the conversation, to just share the story. Yep. And you have to do like that, something. That, yeah. That it has to be really out of the norm. Yeah. yeah. And, All right. So, so that's a great example. Because it's not the yep. client result. That happened. That person... I actually had the problem you solved. Now, what if nobody has a problem? Do you have like you little- still, You just look for it. So like, here's an example. It. Like there's a conversation going on with a coach. These are just straight out of our gym, right? It's a conversation going on with a coach, with a client trying to get them to eat more vegetables. They don't like the taste of vegetables. It seems stupid, but this is a day in the life of for a gym owner, right? Mm -hmm. And- <laughs> Veggies. Exactly. Eat your veggies. <laughs> and so the coach then talks to them about these spices they put on the vegetables to make them taste better, blah, blah, blah. Person leaves, they go straight up to the front. They tell the person at the desk, they jump on our corporate Amazon account. They order these spices next time they're in. It's like, hey, we had that conversation. I think these will really help you. There you go. It's great example. Personal. Take a picture. Oh, my God, I'm losing my mind. My trainers are so great. They care about me, right? I'm losing my mind. I'm, lo I'm, I'm losing <laughs> it. It's like, and you get spices, and you get spices. It's like freaking Oprah show. It's amazing. So that's right? another great example. You getting more? Tons, man. Let's how, go. How much time do we have? All night, baby. All right, so we have a client who she's been working really hard. She's just been very diligent. She's had a lot of personal issues going on. And, and the reason I know these, I'm not the one implementing any of this, but forcing your team or requiring your team to spend this means report back to us on what, what we get and take pictures of it, right? Yeah. Like in, in a way you can promote it. Sure. They're going to promote it. You're going to promote it. So we have a client that's a big uh, Chicago Bears fan. So we bought her like a Chicago Bears hoodie, right? Duh Bears. Duh yeah, Bears. Because they're playing the Packers and it was coming up. And so we bought her this bear sweatshirt. Get out. We give it to her. She cried. I mean, it's like, it's that kind of stuff, man. It's so Dude. sticky. And I know it's only one at a time, but in a smaller studio type business, like a lot of us have, it's wildly impactful. So that, that Chicago Bears hoodie, maybe is 80, 90 bucks. And then you got still, you got two more people you can serve. Yep. And I mean, that, I don't even think it was that much. I don't even know. But okay. So like 60 bucks. Yeah, exactly. And you got five more people you can do the same thing right. with. Ooh, that's heavy. Yeah. Now, are you looking for those six sevens or are you just anybody? We'll just say anybody in the gym. But typically what it does, and this is the most important thing, I think, ultimately it, it forces your team to take a step back and look for opportunities to, to celebrate people. That's it. So in other words, that lady that we gave the Bears jersey to, she's been grinding away coming three days a week. She's had a lot of personal problems. She might come up in a meeting as someone that we would give props to or something, you know, just internally. Like, hey, she's been doing really good. Make sure you guys give her a pat on the back. It's like, all right, that's cool. But there would be no way to like formally like celebrate her, right? Mm -hmm. So what it does is it gives my team a different set of lenses on the business. So they're looking for opportunities to celebrate anyone in our business that's grinding away. And that grind away person is that seven, eight, right? Yeah. It's yeah. not. We the, have them here. It's like, you see them daily. They're not going anywhere. Yeah. Hey, Bill, how you doing? You know, that's about all they get, right? And they're happy with the service. They're paying a fair rate. You're okay with it. I'm just saying that we're missing an opportunity. We're too busy worried about the complainers that are have one foot out the door. We're missing the opportunity to create peaks for those people. Let's take it a step back. That's taking advantage of, or not taking advantage. Of, it's being complacent in the relationship that exists. Right. Every relationship has peaks and valleys. It does. And more often than not, it's really easy to shine a light when you know there's a problem. Right. But we take advantage of those middle, like when things are good. Right. Just status you know, quo. Just cool. Exactly, right? Like you just move forward doing. You need to create you know, some pe peaks you, in your you, personal you, relationships, you, Tim. Thanks. 
This is a peak for me. I'm peaking right yeah, now. I don't peaking. know if you guys can tell, but I'm actually so, right now peaking. Well, you should you be tell? between so we, the two of us. When we send you, when we send you the survey, like in two weeks, you're going to rate us at nine or ten, right? Nine or ten. Yeah, Though, but in actuality, it was like a three. <laughs> but I'm, but I love you guys, and I'm going to remember the fun things Dinner that you did. Is gonna be f- extraordinary it's gonna be a nine it's gonna be expensive it's gonna be a 10 for him it so is. that there's no three yeah exactly. um i'm worried but, about the bill but that's Fleming's. really what it comes down to it's because it's not about business 101 like everybody is a 10 or a zero like it's really easy to notify to recognize the tens and the zeros it's this the five six seven eights that just kind of flow through and your you're business. shocked when you find out how many times have you had a customer leave that's a regular and it yeah. stings it like punches you right in the yeah, gut i knew like, him personally they're that leaving? was a friend of oh, mine but if you a... really dig in you're like yeah we could have done a little bit yeah but i didn't say right. something that i may i didn't recognize or step in when maybe i should have that's a good takeaway really good takeaway take thanks rick for sharing that because i think anybody listening would have those people in their gym right now bill John, Debbie, whoever. Ton of them. You see them all the time. So surprisingly. Surprisingly personable right out of the Ritz-Carlton handbook. Why not borrow from the best? Perfect. Great. Love it. Love it. So that's a great point. I mean, I think anybody listening can use that. We can, we're going to use that. I mean, we've talked about it, but now to identify the person, you got to really listen like the bears deal, right? We're having a a tough time or, you know, the spices, like you said, you got a bunch. I mean, those open your eyes really quick it can be anything we had a teacher that retired after like 30 something years so we bought her a bottle of wine and like a funny little plaque or something like that it was probably 25 dollars. but the gesture to her because she's been a client forever and a day and she's been she and her husband steady three days a week forever we love her but like will we really celebrate her otherwise no but to be able to publicly celebrate and listen you post that on your private facebook page totally everyone that knows her in the gym because she's been there for 20 years all piles on. Oh my God! Congratulations! I love this. And your logo is sitting on there on every picture. Exactly. I'm sorry. Exactly. Like all equates. Like client experience is so much about recognition. Yeah. So much about recognition. The reason that you have the boards that are retention. Yeah, get their hand. Can, they get their picture. It's re- on there. retention. We've talked about this. I've used the Jim Rohns. People will die for a paycheck, or people will work for a paycheck. They'll die for recognition. There's something to be said about like even in the norm, even about being in the kind of like the average clientele, but right. highlight that client for just being there. Beautiful. And show them that, hey, you know what? You're not just another number. Mm-hmm. That's why they'll spend more with you than go over to the big box. Right? That's exactly that's it. It's, They're not it's getting a bear sweatshirt at the big box. It's a relationship. Why has it got to be the Bears, man? Yeah, I mean, it could be Cowboys. It'd it be worth be. a lot more. We couldn't would, afford the Cowboys, oh, so we got be, the Bears on fucking discounts. Nobody, nobody's buying Bears shit. I think we got it for like $12. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell her. Cowboy stuff was like five, 600 bucks. We couldn't even afford it. It was a two-month thing. Square because off, they're right? actually, they, they still play football there, so it's just <laughs> Yeah. Oh, still have a team. The know? jabs. Yep. Awesome. Well, dude, you he know, doesn't even live in Texas. Yeah, I know. Doesn't even live in Texas. I, know. I was like barely even there. I was barely born there. But <laughs> <laughs> like if my dad heard hey, me I not pre- say I was I from pre- Texas, I would be held to pay. So you have to say, yep. I would be. Did you call- grow up in Chicago? Yeah, hundred percent. But I'd be calling the cop. The pot calls kettle black type of situation. If I didn't realize Wait, the fact the that I live calling the what the who? <laughs> yeah. No, that's your team. I'm living in Arizona. Born and raised in Chicago, but I know my roots. I respect the fact that you're a Cowboys fan living in Atlanta. Hashtag Texas. Hashtag cops calling Falcons. (laughs) Pots. Exactly. Cowboys. And that's about it. I think that'll do it. We're going to go to dinner. Great talking to everyone. (laughs) No. Surprisingly, this was surprisingly personable podcast, I will say. And I'm going to rate you guys, though it was a three or maybe two and a half overall, I'm going to rate you guys a solid six. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. (laughs) Guaranteed. All right, Rick. Thanks for coming on the show. As always, Whiskey Wednesday, guys. You got my boys. I appreciate it. All all kidding aside, dude. Great work. Keep up the good work. I love it, man. Appreciate it. All right, guys. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Built to Grow podcast where we help gym owners win. Now, do you have any questions that you'd like us to answer raw and uncut on the podcast? All you got to do is three simple things. Number one, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and review. Number two, in that review, go ahead and leave us a question on anything you want us to answer. And number three, if you'd like us to give you a shout out, just go ahead and leave your handle right there in the review and we'll make sure to do that on the next episode. 
That's all. All you got to do then is then listen to hear your questions answered live, raw, and uncut. Join us next time on the Built to Grow podcast. Keep building something great. Bye.